Hi, I'm Andrew Wilton. And I'm Carol Lawless. And this is 7 Questions Peterborough. story joining us and she is a real renaissance woman she can dance she can sing she can act she's a writer i don't know if there's anything this woman cannot do and she's a great family person and at this time of year around christmas time it's nice to hear stories about uh, people and their families yeah she she really is um one of those people that is very memorable when you meet her um, she's kind of unforgettable and I think one of the things about her that I love so much uh, she has a great laugh she does it's it's one of those laughs that you can recognize across a room well here she comes So we're here with Kate's story today, Carol, and uh, we're so pleased that she came here at last minute before Christmas time, and busy season for all. We were just saying before we turned the recording on, what a busy time it is for all of us to even have a chance to get together. But Kate, here you are for the seven questions. Yes. The first one is, what is the last photograph you took? I hardly ever take photographs, as uh, anyone who knows me well will attest, um, almost to an irritating degree. <laughs> um, but I did take one recently. Uh, one of my cats is quite old. Mm. He's 17, and he maybe there's a little bit of kitty dementia going on. He has taken to picking up a really, really, really big stuffed snake that we use as a draft blocker, <laughs> and he drags it up the stairs while yowling. And leaves it either in my bedroom or in my study where I work. So I took a photo and sent it to my roommates saying Sammy strikes again. That was the last photo I took a couple of days ago. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny how those animals, they worm their way into your heart so quickly. You, mm -hmm. you have them. You just purchase one sometime on a whim or it arrives on your doorstep. Yeah. And then... I'm a cat, a bit of a cat me, and yeah. I do enjoy, I do love a cat. Well, on that note, this is, a, this is the second question. Kate, who is your best friend? My cats. No. Um, <laughs> no, they rank up there. Well, you know, I thought about this one, and I, I, I don't think I can answer it singularly. Um, my partner, Ryan, is in many ways my best friend, too. And they say, you know, they say, oh, you know, you shouldn't put that pressure on a partnership. But it's not a pressure. It's just true. We are best buddies, and um, as well as partners, and and lovers and all that kind of stuff and we work together a lot and so that's supposed to be a recipe for disaster so I'm sort of knocking on wood here uh, but so far it works really well but I have so many wonderful friends who I would consider absolutely the most important people in my life and I have members of my family who are my best friends and so I know this sounds like a terrible cop-out but I think I'm just so lucky I just know so many wonderful people um, I just couldn't say that there was one best friend many people I've met through the arts 
but also people I met going to university and people I've met just in the community because I do some, you know, I do the artistic work, but I, I try to do community outreach. And so I just feel like I, I have so many wonderful best friends, yeah, <laughs> which just sounds like I just more than I deserve, I think. I, I'm just so lucky. But you really strike me as somebody who really roots for people, even if you don't even if you don't really, really know them that well, I feel like you're always kind of like cheering people on. And so I can see why people would gravitate to you. Why Maybe. you would have a lot of people. I just think I'm lucky. But I, I do, uh, I am really interested in people. And I do really get fired up if I feel like somebody hasn't had a chance. That gets me really on the go. So I, I, I love trying to encourage people to be creative, which is maybe a little bit not fair, like to prioritize that. But I'm always like, oh, this person's got this creative thing that they've never quite, you know, they're hiding their light under a bushel. I don't know what a bushel is, but anyway, people have their lights <laughs> under it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a big uh, fan of that and, and also really like people who also are out to help other people. And um, a lot of social justice stuff, too, really gets me going. So, yeah, I am really interested in people and want everyone to have uh, the chance to pursue their hopes and, and little impulses that you have. The things that we ignore because of daily life, those little ideas or images that come to you, then most of us just don't have the time or the resources to follow them through. But I actually think that's a huge part of what makes the world a better place is when we all are enabled to do that. I work with uh, children and and in 30 years, I mean, you, you see a little light in everybody. Yes. And uh, everybody got this potential. If you scratch the surface for a, a moment, you find something beautiful in 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 the toughest person. Yes. Uh, that uh, that it, something like the arts is something that that can pull that out. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's really just find it's just finding that artist sort of hidden in everybody, and mm. and so many people don't think. Um, I, I, I'm a singer, I sing in uh, a couple choirs, and you hear so many people talking about um, that they can't sing. Oh, I hate that when people say that. It makes me so sad. And I always think to myself, you know, there is a, everyone has an artist somewhere inside them, and, uh, and, and maybe that's, in, in your friendships, that's something you find in everybody because of your... your uh, Strength in the arts. My, so. my addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the arts aren't, it's not a magic wand because, you know, as we know from the Me Too movement and other things, I mean, there are some nasty people in the arts, just like in any profession. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a panacea. But I, I, I definitely feel like our society, we've, we've lost something. We've turned away from creativity. And I think it, it's a, it, I think it can build compassion. I think it builds bridges mm-hmm. at its best. Mm-hmm. So that's really important to me. Beautiful. So nice. Kate, number three. What is the last thing you purchased here in town? Well, it's been a bit of a consumer feeding frenzy recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, Maybe I should so, have said the last 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this time of year, you know, a lot of my family is back in Newfoundland. I grew up in St. John's and uh, I have two nephews and I have you know, my sisters-in-law and my brothers and... Um, Luckily, my extended family, we aren't foolish enough to try to all buy presents for all the cousins and everyone. We don't do that. But, uh, you know, I do have this this immediate family. So, uh, my youngest nephew, it just turned four. Oh, nice. He is a going concern. He's a great little guy. And last year, I bought him a cozy little bathrobe, which, oddly enough, was a huge hit. And he calls it his mm. new suit. Oh. And he <laughs> likes to wear it to bed. It's, it's cushy. But it's getting a little short, of course, because, you know, 
grow a lot between three and four. So I got him a new one, and this one I'm pretty excited about because it's got rocket ships on it, and it has a, a hood that looks like a helmet, an astronaut's helmet. So I got that at uh, Charlotte's Web, and then I went over to the toy shop and got two dinosaurs to put in the pockets because, you know, he's into the dinosaurs right now. A dinosaur suit. Oh, yeah. No, he's going to be ready to go into space with dinosaurs. <laughs> so, yeah, living the dream. Yeah, we have so many wonderful shops just in downtown Peterborough. Oh, yes. Um, I, I, I keep thinking about over the years of just the differences between when I first arrived in the early 80s and, and how the stores and the shops and the restaurants have built up in this town. And, and you can spend all your time and money in downtown Peterborough. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> it's can. It's very easy. <laughs> I really like shopping in downtown Peterborough. Mm. And I, I, you know, I, the day running around doing that, I found actually kind of energizing and chatting with people. And then I, I did go up to the mall to get a Seven Questions Peterborough is just going to take a break from Kate and see what's going on over at Charlotte's Web. So I'm with Rhonda Waltz. She's the owner of Charlotte's Web in downtown Peterborough. And Rhonda, I know that a lot of people are familiar with the store for the children's, the clothing for kids. Um, but you've got a fantastic array of clothing for women also, really dedicated um, to working women in the in the store as well. Maybe you can share a little bit about some of the lines you carry. Hi. Um, yeah, it, it's funny because a lot of people don't realize how much women's clothing we carry, um, but we have some great lines that people will know. We carry Tommy Bahama. We have Desigual, Esprit. Um, Sanctuary is another one of our big brands. Um, and we kind of just offer timeless classic pieces that women can take from business casual in the daytime to an evening out with their friends or just, you know, a, a comf comfy sweaters and leggings that they can wear on the weekends. And um, we have a big variety of stuff like that. Yeah, awesome. I can see a lot of like, you know, some beautiful printed dresses and some lovely cashmere sweaters and blazers and great accessories too. Maybe you can just share some of the beautiful scarves you've got. Yeah, we carry a lot of scarves from Desigual. Um, they are so unique. People love them just for the the bright colors, and um, they're very easy to wear. Um, we also carry a, a, a line called Pre-Loved, which they have great um, repurposed material. It's also a Canadian, um, it's a Canadian company, Canadian-made, and they carry wonderful um, mitts and scarves um, we also carry their clothing as well so you know there's a real array of stuff here awesome and are you open seven days a week yes we are we're monday to thursday 10 to 5 30 friday 10 to 6 saturday 10 to 5 and sunday 12 to 4. awesome thanks rhonda you're very welcome you Carol. Okay. Kate, what do you love about the work you do? What I love, wow. It's such a hard question to answer. I, 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 it is a passion, you know, and people say that about the arts. It's a dangerous thing to say because then, you know, it helps with the funding cut people uh, because, oh, they're doing it for the love of it because it's work. It's real work and it's important work. It's cultural work and labor. Um, 
but at the same time, there is a way in which those of us who do work that we love, and it's not just in the arts, you know, those of us doing that, it's, it's what a delight, what a pleasure. And you feel like the wave comes from behind and lifts you up, you know, sometimes just you, you're often exhausted, but then you, you can keep going because there's something bigger than you pushing you forward. And I do both theater and I'm a writer. And I think it's both a, a tension, but also something I love, which is that I get to be with people and work with people and collaborate a lot because um, performance is always a collaboration. And audience, the relationship with the audience is a collaboration. And then as a writer, you're kind of pleasing yourself mm. and you get to work in solitude, which I love because I need to be alone mm. a lot. I'm one of those people. So those aspects are pretty great. I feel like you were saying, well, I, don't, I know you were saying before we turned the recording on that you had a couple projects that you were working on right now. Yeah, yeah. There's always stuff. Uh, I've got book two of, there's only two books altogether, a young adult fantasy novel. It's only in two books because it was so long. My publisher called me up and said, Kate, it's almost 800 pages. We can't afford to print that in one book. What were we thinking? I was like, I don't know. She's like, we have to cut it in half. So I, so I, I found a way to do that. So book one came out this year and soon book two will come out and it's called Antilia. Uh, book one is called um, Sword and Song. And then book two is Antilia seer and sacrifice mm. and it's my first young adult fantasy novel i've written science fiction for adults and i've written literary fiction and uh, a bunch of short stories as well as novels this is my this will be my fifth novel book two will be fifth the fifth novel um but i'm pretty excited about it it the i always loved fantasy growing up i found it very difficult to write mm. but fun and rewarding and then the people who've read it have been very very positive i mean i'm waiting for you know a terrible review to come in but but so far People have really found it compelling and are dying to know what happens next. So that's great. So Antilia by Cheezine Publications. And in the performance world, um, I do a lot of work, if not almost all of my work, out of uh, Ryan Kerr's theater, the theater on King. Uh, and I also do a lot of work with Public Energy, fabulous presenter of contemporary performance in town. In the new year, something called The Mute Canary, which is a Dada play, which is, was written you know, 100 years ago. Um, and then hopefully coming up later in the year through Public Energy, we'll be running a dramaturgy process, which is a process to help new performances get off the ground, uh, called Alternating Currents. Uh, okay, I'm the director yeah. of that program. So, and so alternate, Alternating Currents will be at Market Hall? It'll be at the Theatre on King still. All of these? Yeah, all okay. the, at the Theatre on King. And uh, yeah, Alternating Currents is a great program for people who are really creative and just trying to make new work. And so that's been, this will, this, this will be the fifth one. And, uh, they're really exciting and pretty successful in terms of people going on and developing work. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this is a good question for you. What makes you laugh? Oh, my goodness. Because you have the best laugh. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. You know, my, my laugh is very much my mother's laugh, and I just, the you know, mitosis happened. I don't know if there was any other influence there. I met a young man the other night at a party, and, and he said something about, oh, you know, all the time he'll hear my laugh and know I'm in, you know, whatever establishment. I just feel terrible, but I have a cackle, right, or a bray, you could even call it a braying <laughs> laugh. And so a lot of things make me laugh, and so a sense of surprise or delight, sometimes a sense of recognition will make me laugh, too. That kind of, you know, we've all had that experience, like, something's funny, like, uh, humor works sometimes because we're like, oh, my God, that's so true. You just start laughing. It's like, why haven't I noticed that before? Um, sometimes I'll laugh uncomfortably, like that whole experience, like somebody does something that's really so obnoxious or just gobsmacked, and I'll laugh. I don't know if that's appropriate, but, you know, I'll be like, oh my God. Uh, so, like, I, I do tend to default to a laugh. I laugh easily, mm -hmm. and I laugh a lot, and uh, I'll laugh till I cry. Uh, <laughs> you know, at <but> things. <laughs> it's kind of nice. 
if 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 you got along with your mother <laughs> to have her laugh. Well, now because I appreciate it's a it. Pathway to oh. to a connection. As an adolescent, it was dreadful. Her laugh, you know, was horrible to me. It was so embarrassing. Oh my goodness. Like, is that just a job, like, of daughters to be embarrassed by so. their mothers? For a certain time period. Yeah. I, mean, I think we do get past it, well, right? Well, yeah. I have. You know, I appreciate yeah. her now. When she yeah. passed away, um, it'll be mm. 13 years ago on the 23rd. She died just before Christmas. Mm. And uh, so I understand her differently, of course, now that she's not here. But also, as I get older, I'm like, oh, my God, I totally get that. Why was I so hard on her about that? You know, now get it. But that's the tragedy of existence, isn't it? But uh, she was a, she laughed a lot, and uh, and she had a, she had the same loud brain laugh, and uh, I did notice that her peers were delighted by her laugh. So I am proud that I, I carry that because in other ways I resemble my father uh, physically. It's not my I don't really look like my mother at all, but I do have her laugh. Yeah, oh, that's nice. It's a lovely thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're down to number six already. What is your favorite place to eat, and what do you order? There are so many fabulous, fabulous restaurants in Peterborough, and I love to eat. I love to eat. When I was in grade one, my report card said, I have, I'm not kidding, it said, I have rarely seen a child enjoy her lunch as much as Kate does. And we all have our strengths. Eating lunch. Well, because I get, I, what I, just to put that a bit of context too, I, 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 uh, Nobody believed in this back then, but I'm hypoglycemic, so I have to eat a lot. So by lunchtime, I was just in outer space, like I was famished. And I just remember opening up the lunchbox and there was the sandwich and I'd be so excited. So I did really enjoy, but I do really enjoy food and it's a constant quest. Um, And I'm a bit, I have to say, my extravagance is eating out and uh, I feel guilty about that. But cooking, you know, I'll cook probably once a week. I have a Sunday dinner that friends come to, so I cook a great, great big, huge meal once a week, and then other than that, it's a bit patchy. So I love to go. Ryan and I go to Hoshi a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really enjoy that. We love the sashimi dinner there. And we'll get an extra soup and salad, so we each get one. Do, do they have new owners now, or recently new owners? Yeah, I think like the, there's the, 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 the chef is the same. Oh, okay. And the woman who serves uh, mostly is there. But I think they have gone through a few different... Yeah. Owners, maybe. Um, but I really enjoy going there. I love Le Petit Bar. <gasps> so much. It's so good. And Shannon is so wonderful. And, and the wine selection is really good there. And just, I love that nibbling kind of eating. Mm-hmm. That's a great place to go. And um, those are probably two of the places that I go, you know, as a special treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, gosh, so many places in town that I love to eat. Carol, I think we're down to the last question. Kate, and it's, it's yours. like whipping by here. It's going way too fast. I, I can talk more. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to laugh more. We love that. Um, yeah. So, what do you? I mean, you're from Newfoundland, yeah. and you're. Did you? You grew up, Did you spend a lot of time in Toronto before you you came to Peterborough? No, I went. I was. I left Newfoundland when I was 16, and I went to an international school on Vancouver Island called Pearson College, and then I uh, got accepted at Trent, because the international program there was founded by Jack Matthews, who yes. founded Pearson College. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a pipeline. Mm-hmm. Like other universities, I had to fill a bunch of forms, but Trent was all like, oh, you went to Pearson, fine, just come. You know, oh. I was like, oh, that sounds nice, that sounds easy, so I did that, because uh, I was a bit lazy, but, um, well, not lazy, I was intimidated by the forms. Um, and uh, so I did my degree, I did my four-year degree in cultural studies in four years. I'm quite proud of that. 
I don't know that a lot of people Fantastic. took a little longer. Yeah. No, I did it in four years uh, and went to Toronto then to do graduate school and lived there for seven years. Okay. But graduate school lasted about three months. <laughs> so then I drifted back to Peterborough. So for the reasons that I love Peterborough, which ended up being, uh, it was just the kind of art I was making. I found myself making in, or trying to make in Toronto. I think because I grew up in the 70s and early 80s in St. John's, the artistic scene there, the performance and theater and dance scene was very intertwined with, with politics and the university and journalism and mm. everybody. What an exciting time it was. It was just, a, there was a foment, you know, it was like every, it was, it was a cultural revolution. And uh, people were doing this like, oh, to be a Newfoundlander doesn't have to be a shameful thing, mm. you know, and, and that's a huge thing. Like uh, in school, you know, if you had a strong accent, you got shamed mm -hmm. and, you know, it was all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So very, very exciting time. But, you know, you won't find an artist in Newfoundland who does one thing. Like Gerald Squires is one of our most wonderful painters. He designed sets and, you know, for theater and, you know, half the musicians are also, you know, making films or, you know, writers mm -hmm. act and sing. Like you, you, you don't do one kind of art. And I don't know if that's because it's an island or just because it's a smaller place. And when I was in Toronto, I had a lot of senior theater artists going, I don't know what you are. Are you a dancer? Oh, you're designing yes. and you're writing. I don't get it. You have to decide what you want to do. You need to pick one thing. And I felt horrible because I knew I couldn't pick one thing. That just wasn't going to work. But then I noticed that that wasn't true in Peterborough. And it's not true in Toronto either, mind you. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of senior artists there who do more than one thing, but mm -hmm. a lot of people specialize because it's a big urban center. And in Peterborough, again, you'll find most of us do more than one thing. And, and we collaborate constantly here. And I think that's so important. So I love that. I love that about Peterborough. I love that about the art scene here. It works for me, so on a selfish level. Um, and it's a kind of a community feeling um, that really enables work. And I think it's a really, this is something, not, you know, this is not an observation I've made. It's something like, I've heard from other sort of senior people like like Susan Ditta and Bill Kimball, you know, like this is a really good place to be an emerging artist. And if you're already established, it's good. And what we're missing in Peterborough is the mid-career mm. arts part because mm. we don't have a fine arts department at the university to offer people jobs, you know. How do you keep people here and keep people excited to be here? But for me, I, you know, I was an emerging artist here. Then I went to Toronto, did a huge amount of training down there, came back up. So it's kind of been perfect for me that way. And I love how easy it is to make connections with non-arts organizations and communities and people too because again like St. John's in the 70s we're kind of all in this together we're a small enough community and we're far enough away from Toronto uh, that we're all trying to, to make stuff happen here so I think that has to be one of the things I love most I also love the falls here I think the autumns are beautiful mm. well this last one wasn't our best was it it was a bit gray a bit gray yeah it wasn't our best but uh, that's great about Peterborough and I've come to love the landscape here but it took me a while I, I, I kind of grew up in such a dramatic landscape but I think I missed the drama you know of the ocean and the sky and the cliffs and the terrible storms you know um and now I'm like quite fond of this landscape yeah I feel it now I feel that it's gentle I think we're done Kate the Great yeah. wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you Kate thank you thanks so much for joining us that was fun Hey, Andrew, now that you've had a chance to catch your breath, uh, wasn't that a fantastic interview with Kate? You were right, Carol, to invite Kate to come and speak to us because she is a powerhouse, someone who's got so many ideas and things on the go. 
And what I loved about what she said is how accepting Peterborough is of, of people with any ideas. Right, and she's, uh, she's multi-talented, and I love the fact that she's able to explore and tap into all of the different areas that she is creative, her writing, her producing, her acting, her dancing. It's all there. Yeah, and I hope our listeners have really enjoyed listening to our show this week. And uh, if you're listening through a podcast provider, we also have a website that has a variety of things for you to learn about Kate and the other podcasts. Just go to sevenquestions.ptbopodcasters.ca and you'll find information there about upcoming episodes and all the ones we've done. If you are listening through our website, then go to any podcast provider and type in Seven Questions Peterborough and you should find us there. Thanks for joining us. us.